Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. to another episode of Human Becoming Podcast. I'm here with the beautiful, the very powerful. I've seen a lot of your content, so I'm really excited that you are here. Her name is Desiree, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her magic. And we're going to talk about soul-based strategy today, which I am so unbelievably excited. I feel like you and I said we're excited like seven times within the last week to talk about this. this Yeah, tell us about you. Yay! Thank you so much, Anna, for that introduction, that mini introduction. Um, I am so excited, you guys. My name is Desiree Garcia. I am an intuitive business mentor. Um, I combine so many different things, astrology, human design. What I really do is I help women step more into their power, into their purpose, into their bigger mission in life, whereas a lot of us get caught up in and the business and the money and like, what am I going to do? But in reality, there is something so much bigger to us, to all of us that we're here to inspire and to lead other people. And so what I do is really help my clients step into that power and to trust themselves again and to remember their, their own power within themselves through astrology, through human design, through meditation, through all of the, all the tools that I use to guide them there. Um, but really doing that in order to both impact massive amount, a massive amounts of people and also, um, create consistency in their businesses as they grow as well and as they scale. So a little bit about my background, just kind of reversing a little bit, um, is where I actually started was in teaching. So I actually went to school to be a teacher. I went to the University of San Diego and I technically didn't finish. I stopped the semester before I finished. It was the last semester of my credential. Um, and I've always felt this super like that my purpose was to guide children specifically. And that's, that's what I started with. That's why I went to school to be a teacher. Um, it was to guide children and to create the foundation for them to step into their power, into their strength and into their own purpose so that they, I always saw them no matter what, even if I was a child, even when I was growing up, I saw them as the future of our world and in different countries and different places, just stepping into their power and bringing peace to the world as a whole. And so that's kind of where I started was through teaching. And that's where I started. And in high school, uh, I realized that my bigger purpose was to build schools in third world countries and do the spiritual part of things and um, all that stuff. And that is still my mission, my greater mission, if we want to even put it that way. Um, And I stepped into that um, and I stepped into teaching right after that. um, And I did teach at a private school uh, because they don't require credentials for, for certain private schools. So I stepped into teaching and 
it just wasn't like even through student teaching and through teaching at a private school, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. I wanted to instill purpose in children, but in reality, there's all these political paradigms and all these, these different things and structures and strategies and, and things that you have to do their way that it just didn't fit with what I wanted. So in about, where, where was it? Like about two, 2014 is when my partner started his own business. He started a jujitsu academy here in San Diego. And I got really into helping him build the background. And I've always had, I taught math is actually what I taught when I taught. So I have like the kind of the systematic brain of wanting to help and wanting to create the things and supporting as well as I could. And it, it kind of sparked this momentum within me to start my own tutoring company. So that's actually how I got into my entrepreneur journey was having a tutoring company um, in around, around 2015, I think is when I started that. Um, it might've been later around 2015, 2016 is when I had a tutoring company for like a year. And I, um, really was able to promote it because I was working at a private school. So I was able to get people in there, et cetera. And with that, I kind of shifted into this energy of, all of myself of like, wait, I love to help people. I love my spirituality. So I started saying that I was going to help people in their businesses. And I started by doing branding and websites and things that I knew that I can get behind because I had played with them in terms of creating them for the jujitsu academy. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I hop into. And so I think it was around 2016, 2017 that I started. It may, it may have been a little bit later, but it was around this time, probably 2017, 2018, that I started to do this myself. But what I was doing is I was doing a lot of free stuff, right? Like I was doing a lot of free stuff, <laughs> a lot. Um, until one day, I remember it was like, 2019 at this point I was doing a lot of free stuff I had an inconsistency at my business I would come up with a with an offer and I would do something here and there having like a few clients a year maybe if that um and then in 2019 I remember walking around farmer's market I had helped one of my friends uh it was she was an acquaintance and then she became a friend um and I helped her for a year off and on in her business, she was a she did um, coaching for branding, like a branding coach. And I helped her in her business. I remember walking around the farmer's market. And in one day, she was like, uh, and it was off and on, it wasn't like a consistent help. But I remember one day we were walking and then that one hour we were there, she had closed $40,000 in sales. When we she started, I was sitting on her couch helping her create a program because she had nothing at like couldn't pay rent. Like it was insane with like over her head and credit cards. And I remember sitting there creating the program with her, creating everything. And then for a year off and on, I had supported her. And then I was like, Whoa, what just happened? Like I am still like not even charging for what I do. And you're telling me that even with the the help in a year, 
that was off and on, maybe like once a month, but still, that was off and on. You just made forty thousand, and yeah, she had other programs and other things. But the moment, the 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 day that I sat on that couch, there was nothing, right? Like there was nothing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I need to shift it here. Um. So what I really got into was kind of combining my spirituality. I got into during during around that time that I kind of shifted and was doing free stuff. So around 2017, 2018, I got my first coach who um, I did six months with and she did mostly human design and astrology. So I learned from her well, hand in hand, like I really used, used it to go all in and learning about myself and learning about communication with others, learning about other people. And so when I got to this point, I kind of started to create, okay, I have this background that happens with business because I've had multiple in brick and mortar businesses and also creating this background of the new tools I was learning in terms of spirituality and blending them together to create this soul-based strategy yeah. of helping people kind of like really tune into who they are, trusting their own intuition and the kind of conditioning them, them to believe in themselves again and not give their power away to what it is that they feel needs to be or this comparisonitis of what they've seen throughout, um, you know, hopping in with coaches or seeing programs, et cetera. Um, we get into this idea of, oh, it needs to look this way or we need to do this thing or whatever, right? Like me doing all these free calls. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even like put a, a, a price to what I was doing because I just wanted to help people, <laughs> you know? So shifting this, like, okay, wait, I am serving and I can be of service and I can still be of service and create programs, classes that are free, free or things that are of service and know that I'm still being of service or providing support by creating a business and charging for it, right? Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of a little bit of the the background of teacher to entrepreneur to to all the things. <laughs> yeah, no, that's such an amazing story. And I, I love hearing like the journey. I love hearing when things started to come together. And I you knew there was a few things that that stood out to me. You right. know, we we're talking about, you know, wanting to built schools in other countries. And there were all these things that you want to do. And you were like, those are still things that are like alive with. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think those of us who really do identify with that soul-based strategy and those like just, you know, building our businesses from that place, mm -hmm. so much of that is a result of the fact that we want impact. And like, yes, mm -hmm. income for me, I, I've always said, you know, I'm more impact focused than I am um, income. But when I'm mm -hmm. focused on impact and when I'm focused on what makes my soul mm -hmm. like spark up and light up. I make an income and I make an income that's an energetic match for those dreams. And the more and more that I focus on, you know, what's important to me, what I feel like I'm here to do. Yes. Of course, my work with my clients are, is part of what I'm here to do, but on like that larger scale, what is it that I'm really here to do? Like for me, it's creating resources for homeless and mental health. And so, you know, my, one of my really big dreams is to be able to create a space where, um, people who are struggling, whether they're homeless or they're, you know, or they're, 
um, addicts or both, or, you know, struggling for mental health issues to create a resource where I can provide shelter for them. I can provide food. I can provide resources. I can, you know, I can pay a social worker and I can pay a psychiatrist. I can pay for coaches. I can pay for holistic healers to come in and, and, and focus and, and help these, these individuals. And, um, that's, you know, of course, really looking at how that's going to work. It hasn't revealed itself yet, but that's one of my many really big visions, you know? And so when I stay focused on that part of the vision for me, it also helps me to continue stepping into those next levels when I'm, a, you know, when fear comes up or doubt comes up, like, can I really do this? Can I really charge for this? And, you know, all of those things, that's been such a, a for me, a, a, such a massive part of like shifting out of the the systems and the structures and all of those things into a soul-based strategy because there's still systems and there's, there's still structure in there, but there's a whole lot of spirit in there. There's a whole lot of soul in there. No, I love that. And I love how you said that, like it, you focus on impact before the income because like literally my mastermind that I just launched, it's called income through impact mastermind. That's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's hilarious. I felt like I needed to say that just because like, it was so odd. (laughs) (laughs) Literally what you just said, but, um, exactly. Like when we focus on the bigger, on our why. Why are we even doing this? Why do we even want to make money, right? The thing is, is that money is a tool to what it is that we want to create or to the impact that we want to create in the world. And so it's just going to get us closer to that goal, to what it is that we want to do. And so with that being said, it's focusing, okay, remembering, I want to create this impact. I want to do this and know that Your services are also impacting so many people because the more that they're able to step in to their full potential, the more impact you're actually going to create yourself too through their magic, through their power, because you were able to support them through that. So focusing on that bigger picture of what are we here to do at a larger level? And I love that you shared that because I don't think like a lot of I think sometimes it's harder for some people to think bigger on like, what's the bigger mission? What's the bigger thing? Because they automatically get stuck and I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Who am I to do that? Right. That's too big of a mission for me. That's too big of a dream for me. Yes. I love to help people that, but that's way too big. I am not going to have any part in that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I might go and donate to a charity, but I'm not going to be the charity because that feels too big to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, but focusing knowing that that is part of our power, that is part of our magic, that is part of our purpose. So when we're able to lead with the impact that we want to create in the world, then obviously, we're going to create income because we're going to be supported with that energetically, because we've already have this larger vision, this larger thing that we're giving back to. Does that make sense? No, totally. And I think, you know, it's, Like I was saying before, it's like releasing the how. Sometimes when you start, it's like, I know I want to create impact. Maybe you don't know what that larger vision is. You just feel the pull and you hear the call to like step forward and start. And so I think sometimes two people can get stuck in that, like, yes, who am I? How, like, when do I start or how do I start? Or, you know, I don't feel ready kind of thing. Um, 
I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the, like, you know, I got to keep working on myself before I can help somebody else. And it's like, yeah, of course, if there's like a lot of unmanageability in your life and you're not in a good space, like if you can't really hold space for yourself on a daily basis, then it could be hard to hold space for other people. But also at the same time, not getting stuck in that story of not being able to be of service just because you have your own stuff to work on. Because like, congratulations, you're a human. (laughs) You know, know? but I think too, a lot of people get stuck in that, like, well, I don't really know like why I want to do this. And so I feel like part of it too, is also like, to me, soul, soul based strategy has a lot to do with self-trust. It has a lot to do with your willingness to just show up and like answer that call. Mm -hmm even though you don't know what it's going to look like, because I feel like for you and I, a lot of our past experiences helped reveal like what some of those bigger visions are. And like, maybe that can morph, maybe that maybe those will get even bigger, who knows, right? Like we don't, we're not there yet. Right. But like, we're in the process of creating that. And you and I are, yeah, we're creating that in our lives. But I think at the same time, it's not everybody has that clarity yet. And I think that that they have to let that be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, while also actively taking the time to plug into what that vision is. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think so exactly what you were saying, it's learning to, so when I think of soul-based strategy and I, I hadn't really talked on that yet, but uh, when I think of soul-based strategy, right. And to get to those goals and to get into that, um, is, so you could use a number of tools or you can learn how to drop into your own body, but it's really about tr- exactly what you were saying. It's really about moving and trusting where you're being guided to. So um, I, it, with a number of clients, it's really dependent on what it is that they're creating, right. Or what it is that they do, but also allow like setting them up with, okay. in the morning asking your body, what is the first thing that you want to do? What is the first thing that comes through? Where are you being led today as a whole, right? Like, what are you being like? A lot of people wake up and the first thing they do is grab their phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, wait, no, instead of grabbing your phone, ideally, if you ask your body what it wants, it's probably not to go and grab your phone and be in the chaos of everybody's business. It's probably to sleep 10 minutes longer, to grab something to drink, to use the restroom, to meditate for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, to grab a book, whatever that is, it's listening to what your body needs in that moment as you're waking up. And it sets you up for the rest of the day because you're beginning to trust your intuitive hits and what you feel is next, right? That's why I use in the beginning for people who don't kind of have this normal routine of trusting or even meditation or things like that, that allows them to be in their body. That's why sometimes I use human design and astrology because it's a reminder of who they are and what they like and what they feel that like remind them that like, no, everything that you've been thinking or comparing yourself to is conditioning on what you feel you need to do versus trusting what everything I tell people, it's like, they're mind blown because they already, they feel that way. And that's what their truth is, but they don't always own up to it because they have been comparing themselves to 20 million people or been told that they can't do it that way or been 
put down because they're different in some way. But in reality, that is where their power and their beauty lies is through, through that. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Like I'm the whole time you were talking, I was like, why haven't we connected deeper? Because like, like, (laughs) I feel like we just speak the same language. Like to me, part of my practice, which is now part of what I really help my clients with as well is is dropping in first thing in the morning, spending that time really tapping in and asking like, what do I need, right? Not reaching for the phone, not plugging into other people's energies, plugging into your own. And Mm -hmm. you know, that there's so, so much power in that. And I think people, Mm -hmm. um, or I know people are, are so mind blown. Like you said, when they're like, wait, what? Like I have the, all the answers, you know, and, and yeah, (laughs) things like human design, astrology, all kinds of all kinds of things, you know, Oracle cards, readings, anything yeah. like that, right? Like those are all tools. And yep. at the end of the day, those tools are really powerful, but we're also like, we are the mm-hmm. magic and we are the channel. Yep. So those things can really help us plug back into ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's so important, I think, to remember how powerful we are and how much wisdom we have and how much potential and, and magic we, we have within ourselves. And yeah. So just as soon as you said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like how have we not connected yet? <laughs> like I'm, I know we're recording right now, but I am like so excited that we're connecting because just even the way you said that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what I've been saying and practicing for so long. And yeah. honestly, you're one of the first people that I've really heard, like emphasize that practice. So, and I've been in the, I've been in the space for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that that thing that really stands out to me about you and about your message and, and about this mm. in general is, is the embodiment part of it. Mm. Um, that embodiment, embodiment is being in body, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and to me, when I really look at the tools that we have available to us, you know, again, like the human design, like astrology, like all of these other really amazing things, like those can be really cool maps, mm-hmm. you know, and those maps in my opinion, should always lead you back to self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, 1 million percent. I think, you know, I actually like that you're, that you mentioned that and we kind of took that trajectory because I always tell my clients that like astrology cards, great, but that isn't what you should be focusing on or looking at for the answers because you already have them, but they can help us drop back into our bodies and trust and confirm what we already know. But in reality, again, we already know it. So with that being said, it's just kind of, they are, they are only tools. And as much as I love astrology and human design and everything, I believe more in the power of trusting yourself and your own intuition and your own guidance and moving forward and being strong in that. But sometimes we do kind of fall back on those tools to help us drop back into our bodies when we feel disconnected from them. Yes. Yes. And I love that you phrased it that way because I mean, I, I use astrology. I'm very much learning about human design over the last year Mm -hmm. or so. I'm, you know, I use my cards. I'm an intuitive reader. Like I, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do all kinds of things, right? I I love the Mm -hmm. tool. I love my pendulum. But at the end of the day, what I've really, really been looking at in the last like two years or so for me is like, Mm -hmm. you know, am I reaching for these tools out of not trusting myself or am I reaching for these tools as confirmation, right? Like, Mm -hmm. am I reaching for these tools to... Uh, dig a little deeper and just yeah to have that that extra little like 
mm-hmm. you know, spirit push, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> am I doing it because I'm resistant? I'm resistant to my own truth. Um, I'm afraid of my truth right now. My truth is just, you know, sometimes our truth that the truth that comes through is is big and it's hard, you know, like I, I'm sure you can relate, like being an entrepreneur and knowing that you're moving into this like bigger space and, you know, being seen, being heard, speaking your mess, you know, just going deeper in your own journey and that reflecting the work that you do. So going deeper into your work in the world, sometimes it's, it's scary. It's like wearing your heart on your sleeve, at least for me. And like, I'm, I'm pretty introverted, <laughs> even though pe- I don't think people would know that I'm very Pisces moon got my, like my internal soft world. And so, you know, for me there, sometimes there has to be that little bit of like pep talk, you know? And I think for me, part of also the soul-based strategy with the, with the coupled with the, well, not coupled because it is self-trust is really being on this journey of, um, I can feel my fear. I can feel my doubt. I can feel all of the things that are yucky and my sweat, my, uh, palms are sweaty. And I can still speak my message and I can still speak my truth because I'm Mm -hmm. trusting what's coming through. I'm not thinking about what I should be doing. You know, I'm not worried about, for me, I'm not worried about my engagements online. I'm not worried about my following. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about the algorithms. I'm not worried about any of that. I'm worried about my message. I'm worried about my magic and I'm worried about my medicine. Mm -hmm. And when I focus on that, right, like that's my, that's what creates my impact. My income reflects that. Always. Always. I love that. Yeah, no, awesome. And I love how you said you're a Pisces moon. I'm a Pisces. That's probably why we, <laughs> that's probably why we do things differently. Yeah, I was going to say, because I feel like we literally speak the same language. <laughs> you're like, hello, um, thank you for being on my podcast. Now we are also friends. So <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, that's so funny. I also have a Pisces and Mercury, so I always go, does that make sense? Because I know that like... Most of the time I don't. Um, <laughs> it's because we're like all in the ethers, you know? So sometimes you're in that very ethereal space. I have, it's funny too. I always ask them like, does that make sense? And people be like, yeah. And they're like, I'm just checking. Like, I don't know what language I just spoke. I'm sorry. <laughs> story of my life. Uh, literally story of my life. Um, exactly. I think everything that you just said is like, I don't even, it's like, it's so funny. Cause like when I download or I'm lit- listening to other per- people download, it's like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, that feels really good. I don't remember exactly everything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Sorry my life. Um, but yeah, I think when moving forward and really dropping into our bodies and understanding, right. So uh, if you're okay with it at the end, I could do like a little bit of a meditation to help like drop in I mean I I think to kind of end it with that um but again like yeah trusting that so what I kind of want to and I don't even know if you know this about me but like last year was the first year that I got into consistent five-figure months Mm -hmm. right I got consistently into five-figure months and the way that I did that was actually with my morning routine (laughs) and so that is literally what I would do was I would wake up in the morning and I haven't done it consistently recently. So I will say that, but what I did up until to that point, when I first had my 10 K month, my first 10 K month, and this was 10 K manifested. It wasn't necessarily 10 K in my business, but there was 10 K that I manifested in that month of money, right? Like through checks, through other things, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So 
the first 10K month that I've ever had manifested wise, not necessarily all through my business, was in April of last year. And I remember up until that point, I was doing basically I wouldn't touch I would touch my phone. That's a lie. But I didn't go on any social media. Um, and now I actually don't have social media apps on my phone besides Instagram, but I don't heavily use Instagram. Um, I only have it because sometimes there's like family members that message me. That's the only reason why I have that. But I actually deleted all social media from my phone and I intentionally use my computer when I'm going to um, connect with clients or answer things or post something, et cetera. But last year up into the point of April and even past that, what I would do is I would grab my phone every morning and I would listen to three different meditations. Um, they are like guided meditations, one from YouTube and then two are from like a freebie thing that I downloaded. Right. But I listened, I would meditate for literally 45 minutes every single morning. And then I, so my morning routine is a little bit longer, but it doesn't have to be long for everybody. This is just with my preference of me getting into my, I do like meditating and like, I see everything when I met, I'm really again, Pisces. So like, I see everything. It's like, yeah. I, I don't even need to be there for much. Like I can be there for like two seconds. And I, I see like, I'll talk, I'll talk about my meditations and people are like, you see that in meditation? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's normal. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Don't <laughs> you? Like, don't so weird, my life, people, I'll be like, oh yeah, and like that's that was all. Like you know that like if I'm if I'm channeling, I'm like yeah, that's all I got. And people are like, what do you mean that's all you got? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm a Pisces. Like this is my Pisces moon. Like sorry, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, oh, that's, that's that story. Like I swear, I had a uh, a Reiki a Reiki attunement like two weeks ago, and I literally like was like, oh yeah, so like, I saw my kid, I saw my grandpa, I saw the Dalai Lama, and she's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, so, and it wasn't like a guided meditation, it was just like, she she opened it up for like two minutes, she like opened up the energy, and she's like, okay, now let the light guide you, and then you're literally laying there for 30 minutes with silence, and I see like all these things, she's like, oh wow, you got all that? I was like, yeah, my grandpa told me how much every every mastermind that was going to do this year, how much it cost. And just like, <laughs> so, so I totally get it. But anyway, so what I would do is I would meditate for 45 minutes. First thing I would do is grab my phone. Wouldn't look at any social media or anything. Just open the apps toward whatever meditations I would go back and forth between the three. And then I would grab my journal and do 10 gratitude in the morning on um, every morning and sit with the energy of what I was grateful for, for at least not too long, like three to five minutes. Um, and just feel in, I would put on like a sound healing in the background and just sit into the energy of what I was grateful for and feel the energy of that. And then, um, this is my favorite thing to do. So I do this thing called, um, a letter to God or the letter to the universe, whatever you want to call it, or letter to whatever you believe in to yourself if you need to. But it was my manifesting letter every morning. So it was like, thank you, God, for everything that I wanted to manifest. And I basically just created a story of what I wanted. I remember one time, um, it was like in January or February, I was like, thank you, God, for my boyfriend getting a new phone. <laughs> like, manifesting a free phone I don't even know right and then like the week later he was like oh yeah I'm getting a new phone today and I was like oh, of course you are but it, but it was just like 
he didn't know I did it. It was interesting because we weren't even living with, that's another thing. We weren't living with each other at the time because we had, um, he had opened up a new gym and a bigger space. So we were both saving and living it with our parents' house. And so during that period, I was also manifesting living together, back together. And I remember writing out, and like, uh, I remember writing out that I wanted to live on the beach and have a dog and blah, 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 blah. I literally live in the same, in the apartment complex that I wanted to live in last September, no, to, not last September, September, in September, 2019. I lived in the same, in, in the apartment complex that I wanted. I literally live on the beach. It's literally right there. Like, I'll show you. <laughs> literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like I live on the beach in a one bedroom apartment, right? And like, this is, these are the types of things I would write in my letter to God every single morning. And then, um, every morning it would shift and change and add more, maybe be something different that I was focusing on that day. But this is what I did. And it would be like an hour to an hour and a half morning ritual. It doesn't have to be that long. Um, I always suggest like maybe 20 minutes, like maybe a five minute meditation, five gratitude and a mini paragraph of what you want to call in something like that. But really allowing ourselves with that, it's like you start to feel into the energy of after I did that, I would feel into the energy of, okay, what do I do today? Mm -hmm. Do I get to the one thing? Um, And one of the things I'm looking at my, my little desk that I have right here, because I recently wrote, how can I help impact someone else today? that was like my daily mantra, right? So like when I sit there and I look at that little note that I wrote to myself, it's like, how can we show up in our impact? And in that, the consistency will come, what you want will come, right? Um, And again, like me writing that out in for like two months, in April, I had my first 10k month, then in May, I had 10k again, then in it was like 9k maybe. Um, And then June, July, it was just, it was consistent all the way until like September ish. Mm -hmm. And then toward the end of the year, it did fall down, but this was also my own energy, different things shifted, et cetera. I was shifting into what I wanted to do, what I wanted to offer. But basically my highest month was 15 to 20 K cash, not, not just sales. Right. And so all of a sudden, like you bring this in because you're being intentional with your energy every single morning leading you up to what it is that you want to create into what it is that you want. I mean, I did this last year and and had this consistency and in the last eight days, being able to just trust myself more, right? And in nine days, I sold $15,000 and I had like the lowest end of the year that I had, but it came back because I was able to get and shift into that energy of what I wanted and just trust that when I was showing up and excited Mm -hmm. about what it is that I was doing and having more fun the way I was showing up and um, not listening to what I was conditioned to think or what other people had taught me and just listen to myself, it helped me create that, that consistency and that, that, um, that excitement to keep moving forward. Yeah. And I love that you kept saying too, like, it doesn't have to look the same way. Cause something that I love to remind myself of, and then like remind other people of is 
you know, your practice, your business, your life, like all of those things, right? Like get to look any way that you want it to look, whatever way feels good for you. So, you know, if an hour and a half in the morning of sacred time to yourself, really connecting to those things feels good and it sets you up for your day, then great. If it's, you know, sometimes for me, it's like an hour and a half of like journaling and meditating and, you know, different things. Right. Um, sometimes it's just like blasting music and dancing around my, around my office, like a total pool and just like moving my body and like really getting into that space. But, you know, regardless of the way that it looks for someone, right. Like in those details of the, of the ritual or the routine, um, I, I think it's so important to remember that we can't, be clear on what our visions are. We can't even be, we can't deliver our content. Like we can't deliver our messages clear. We can't have clear intentions with like where our magic is going. If we are not clear, if we wake up every morning and we're, you know, plugging into social media right away, we're plugging into our partner's feelings and, you know, the we're doing too much before we have a time, have time to connect to ourselves, then, you know, that, that lack of clarity does, reflect in your business. And I know for me, when I am not being, um, when I am not being devoted to myself and my practice in the mornings, right. Or like my time to really get clear and grounded. I notice that the way that I speak sounds unclear. My messaging sounds unclear. I feel foggy. It's like harder for me to sit down at my desk and actually do what I have planned for the day. You know, I, I noticed that my, uh, my tank just feels emptier when I'm on client calls. It's just, there's a very noticeable shift mm-hmm. in that. And I, for me, I feel like it's, I know it's because as soon as I plug my energy into something that doesn't serve me, which is, let's be honest, a lot, a lot of social media, yeah, a lot of the energy in social media, a lot of that, um, I think you called it chaos, right? Like that chaos of the yeah. um, other people's business, you know, that, that your energy does leak. And when your energy leaks, how are you going to create the consistent months? How are you going to create the, you know, income wise, how are you going to create the consistent Mm -hmm. impact? How are you going to reach your goals? Because I know for me, if my energy is leaking, I'm tired. I'm not fully, you know, I'm not fully present. I'm not making decisions that are great for my, my physical body. I'm not making decisions that are, you know, not that I'm like destructive, but you know what I mean? Like I'm going to go reach for the chocolate in the fridge and not, you know, something that's more nourishing. And I'm not going to shame chocolate because I love chocolate. But you know, I love chocolate too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I'm going to go for that a lot quicker rather than something that's going to feed me uh, and nourish me in the way that I deserve to be nourished and that we all deserve to be right. And so it's not, shaming any snacks, (laughs) but it's just, it's just seeing the ripple effect that happens. And so, you know, I love that we're talking about so many things that go into soul-based strategy and, and having soul-based businesses, because I think a lot of people right now are talking about business energetics and talking about, um, you know, like, yeah, just intuitive business, but they're not talking about where that starts. Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about the topic, but they don't talk really about like what that even means, if that makes sense. Like they they kind of like bring it up, but like, okay, well, what does that even mean? Like if I actually like take action on it or if I actually do something with it. So action-based steps is like really important. And um, I like what you said too. Earlier you were saying something of sometimes that you do a lot of journaling and meditation for like the hour and a half in the morning. And then sometimes 
for a day, it might just feel like, okay, today I'm just going to um, dance. And that's what I feel today, right? Like today, for example, even though I didn't have that, I feel great because I had a Reiki attunement this morning, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had, I had something that was for me this morning. And then I literally, after that, I had a call. I have eight calls throughout the day, like literally. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't do that many, but um, at the same time, it doesn't really it hasn't it doesn't really bother me because I had support right when the first thing, the first call I had was a support for me, and then I felt good and ready to go. And so, even though yes, the rest of the day is busy. It doesn't matter. I have had support throughout the day that makes me feel full too. Um, and having that time in the morning is that the other thing is where also it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. And it also doesn't have to look the same day to day. If you allot yourself an hour in the morning and one day you have a session with somebody and that's how you're filling your cup, then do that. And then the next day you go back to your routine, then great. Um, but allowing yourself to really drop into your body, especially for those who don't feel like they are in their bodies often, or they know how even setting up 15 to 20 minutes starting out to allow them to have an idea of dropping in and trusting. That's how you build trust within yourself, right? Is, is by creating this consistency in your own routine and sticking to the things that you want to do. I always say, it's it really interesting because as much as I do certain things, sometimes I still have trouble trusting myself. I think that's the biggest thing it, for me specifically is I've been so over the years, I've been so conditioned to trust other people to look to, for guidance outside of me that even though I embody this so well, <laughs> even now, I still feel like I don't fully trust myself at certain extents for certain circumstances, et cetera. And so really learning how to come back in trust is really the basis of soul-based strategy and listening to that. And by the way, for those that might be listening too, that does not mean that you need to have all the answers. That does not mean that you need to know exactly how your business looks or what's the next step or how do I structure this? Because there might be some things you don't know, especially if you're first starting out. It means that if you feel that you need to go and you need support, listening to that you need support and looking for somebody that's going to support you in your business or in your life or in your relationship, etc. It does not mean, oh, well, because I'm doing soul-based strategy, I need to know the answer. No, it means that by trusting yourself, you're trusting what you need next. Okay, I am getting too overwhelmed. I have a lot of people in my business now. I have a lot of clients now and I need somebody to help me with my daily tests. Okay, go and get a VA. <laughs> like that is what it is. It's like, trusting your intuitive nudge like don't just say oh okay well it's because i'm being lazy that i don't want to do more work blah 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 blah. no it's because you probably need the ba if your body's telling you you need a ba you probably need the ba yeah does that make sense yeah no it totally makes sense <laughs> i feel like every time we both talk we're like does that make sense yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no and like i think it's so like like what was coming through for me when you were talking about mm -hmm 
the the time and the space for yourself in the morning is is you know, holding sacred space for yourself so that you can hold sacred space for other people, like making sure that your cup is full before you are filling other people's cups. And yeah, like I, I also think that there's a, um, like an element to it of meeting your own needs too, you know, of like holding that space. It doesn't mean that you don't ask for support. I can meet my own needs great and still ask for support because we don't just have to be at this place where we're just making it. You know, I can fill my cup up and then I can receive support and my cup can overflow so that from that overflow, I can give to others. And I think that that's also something we've normalized so much in society is like mm-hmm. being um, exhausted, you know, like we've just normalized being completely burnt out and, mm-hmm. you know, having to do everything on our own and, and just, you know, shaming, needing support and all of those things. But yeah, I love that you said that intuitive nudge for receiving support when you need it. And, you know, I think it's important to look at, okay, am I only looking for support and, you know, trusting other people more than I'm trusting myself? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'm trusting myself. And there's just obviously more tools that I want to inquire. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we just want coaches or therapists or friends or whoever to hold space for us. So we can just be not necessarily mm-hmm. be in that place of like doing and, and mm-hmm. learning and, and I guess like student mode or self-development. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the, the being, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that that it's that it's so important and it's so funny too because you know you're like oh yeah if you feel like you need a VA like just go get a VA and I fought myself so <laughs> because I was like I need a VA like I need help there are tasks that I that make my eyelids twitch when I have to do them and you know some things are I'm just putting on the back end not because I'm lazy but because I'm just I'm I my soul is feeling pulled to like focus on other things. I'm ready for this up level, but I had, I totally went to war with myself for a bit because I was like, you know, why do I need a VA and I can do this. And, you know, I, I don't need the support and I don't have to, I shouldn't depend on somebody else. And then I also had a hard time delegating tasks, not because Mm -hmm. of like control, but more so, um, have you ever worked like a job that you, you know, it's just like a temporary job and you knew you were kind of like the low person on the totem pole. So they gave you all the tasks that nobody else wanted to do. I had that kind of that thought process of like, Oh, I don't want to give somebody the the work, but I don't want to feel so bad doing that. And my VA is like incredible. And she's like, girl, no, like, I love this stuff. Like, this is where I'm in my zone of genius. Like, please let me support you. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. And she's like, oh my God, Anna, just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because that is such a Pisces placement thing, by the way. It's like, no, no, no. I don't want to burden you with my stuff. But if, oh my God. Yeah. And it's just so funny too. And, you know, I also, I have a Pisces moon, but I am Gemini, uh, Gemini sun and Gemini rising, Gemini Mercury. Okay. So I got a lot of freaking air and water in my chart. So the only, the only earth that I have, like in my earlier planets is Venus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it's just, it's, it's just interesting for me to know these things. Just speaking of like astrology and stuff, it's so interesting for me to now have these tools in the last couple of years of like, Oh, this makes so much sense. You know, I can knowing these things about myself, I can show up in my business better, you know? And just, I think that these tools are so they're just, they're so cool and they're so interesting. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I did want to say too is, you know, when you do seek support, I I think it's important to seek support from someone who is, you're making sure that that person is helping you connect more to yourself rather than forming like a connection with them. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that came out right, but like, I think that there's a lot of people who, 
in coaching containers end up like the, it ends up just being like, oh, well now we've created this like friendship, this bond, but that person still doesn't have more of a connection to themselves. And I don't think that Mm -hmm. that's bad if somebody needs just that support, but I do think that that's something I'm just feeling called to like speak to that a little bit in the coaching field um, and in the coaching realm, because I do still think it's important to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like creating like a codependency? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's something that I really want. I did that, right? That that's a whole nother story. Actually, I have a podcast tomorrow on that. <laughs> um, on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> right. Me as the coach created with a client, a kind of a codependent relationship. It was literally my favorite client, but there was a codependent relationship that I also realized and it blew up in my face right? Like bad, but at the same time, it needed to happen to realize that, wait, you weren't teaching this person how to trust themselves. You were teaching them how to rely on you. And that is not what we're here to do. What we're here to do is to teach how do you embody yourself more? How can you drop into yourself more? Now, the thing is, is that sometimes as coaches, when, especially when we're starting out, we get taught, okay, well, you need to have the client and then they have to be consistent. And then you want them to sign again. And then you want them to blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is that regardless if they, but it's, it's nobody teaches you. Okay. If you get them to sign again, it's because they love your support and they want to continue with the support, but they aren't relying on you to learn anything or to do anything because they've already created trust within themselves. It's just that they like to have support through their transition, through their up level. So they'll continue with you and they'll come back and they'll come back because they like the support that they have. Mm -hmm. Not it's about what can I contribute to this person's energy, to this person's success versus how can I just be of service and allow them to kind of cling on to me and be codependent in that service. Right. That, that is the difference. It's like, no, I'm, I, I, I think I heard, somebody say that one time, I think it was Kiara Mazuko, where she said, like, she shifted from being of service, and then creating these codependent relationships, which is really, really basically what happened in my in my neck of the woods, too. But kind of shifting into wait, no, I'm actually a contribution to this person's success, I am supporting them in their success, but I am not their success, I am not what they're relying on to succeed. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm already teaching them tools so that they can succeed on their own and trust themselves. Yeah. And I love, I'm so glad that I followed my intuitive nudge to to speak to that because I did not have that plan. It just like came up. And I think that it's important to speak to in the sense that like, you're right, like in the beginning of, of being a coach, it's so easy and it's so easy to fall into the, the likability the you know, I want to resign. I want to be successful. You're just trying to make sure you have clients. You're just, you know, you're trying to move forward. And also you end up attracting a lot of people who are like you and like, you know, and who, who you vibe with. And it's so easy to be like, ah, like, you know, we could totally be friends, you know? And so it's, of course, like once the contract ends, then like the energy and the dynamic can change. And 
Yeah. I've also, I experienced that same thing. Something blew up in my face and it was something that, you know, I met this person through the mental health community, which is part of Mm. the community that I come from as well. And it's very much my background. And so it was really challenging because I was like, wow, we have like the same story, these same experiences. Like, you know, we, we've walked such similar paths that it was so easy for that line to get blurry. And so, you know, it it happens to the, it happens to the best of us, you know, it definitely, and like you said perfectly, it has to happen so that you are able to recognize where you need to keep that energy, you know, and I've had friends that have hired me. And so, you know, we're clear on like when we're in our container, when we're on a zoom call, it's this, we're not talking about anything outside of like what I'm supporting them with, you know, like things that are relevant to that. And then we can jump on a call another time. And it's like friend hat is on and we can talk about things, you know? Um, but I go into those containers with that boundary now Mm -hmm. as a result of what I learned. Right. And so it's a much different place to be, like you said, of service. It's almost like being of service to like leadership, you know, it's like service-based leadership versus service-based, um, peer, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you said. It's being a leadership in that, um, and having those boundaries set up in the beginning of the container instead of, because yeah, this client was like my best friend, this client, like I got so close to the client became my best friend and that's where it, got blurred and it was within the container not after the container and so now I have a client that is my best friend (laughs) and it was after the container though right like a pet but and I had that boundary and that was mutual but yeah when we but again I don't I don't blame anything like it had to happen the way it did and I still send that person so much love no matter how crazy I got like I I still said that person so much love because it was part of my energy that I created that dynamic and I understand that and I take responsibility for adding to that part of the container um so yeah so no absolutely and it again I think just creating those consistent um going back to what we we're talking about earlier this consistent routines to learn to trust oneself and then trust okay what actually works for me what is it what did you what do I even like to do right yeah. and then being able like you said to delegate them out mm-hmm. to somebody else that that is their expertise that is what they like to do and staying in what keeps you staying in the lane that keeps you excited and like ready and it doesn't mean that once in a while, we're not going to have to do hard things because yeah, but we don't always have to do the things that we don't like to do. We can delegate them, especially if we're getting overwhelmed with the stuff that we have to do. Yeah. And that we like to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really where, you know, it's, it's being able to focus on the, the passions and the things that you're really, really lit up about versus the things that you feel like you should be doing, you know, and it's the shoulds, whether it's all the, the back end stuff or it's the shoulds in what you're speaking to, it's the shoulds in like paying attention to like getting so sucked into the, the, um, the fear of like the algorithm and like, you know, just all those different kinds of things, you know, like that download came through for me earlier today, which I feel like is so synchronistic for our conversation today is like, you know, focus less on the algorithms and like all of the, the systems and the structures and focus more on what you're here to say and focus on who Mm -hmm. you want to be and who you feel like you're here to be. Mm -hmm. I just love that you 
um, that you shared what your morning routine looked like and how powerful that mm. was for you. And I remember when I started my entrepreneurial full-time entrepreneurial journey, cause I was working and having my own business and all the things <laughs> juggling, but, um, you know, really forming that relationship to myself in the morning and setting that time aside. And I do it throughout the day too, cause that's just my, how I flow. But, um, especially those things in the morning was, it was so powerful for me in, in success and just being clear and feeling good. Even when I was like, Oh man, business is hard right now. Like, you know, maybe even those times where I was a little nervous where I, before I was creating any kind of consistent months, like I still felt clear when things felt unclear and uncertain because I had that like morning routine. So I love that you shared that. And, um, I would love for you to walk us through the meditation that you mentioned. And- yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask. I was like, I hope we're good on time. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, cool. I was just thinking of what to do. So go ahead and close our eyes, taking a deep breath through our nose, holding for five, releasing, taking a deep breath through our nose. Holding for five, releasing. Taking a deep breath, last one through our nose. Holding for five, releasing. Allowing ourselves just to melt into our surroundings. Feel relaxed and tranquil to where we are, to where we're sitting, to where we're lying. And imagining ourselves on a magical beach, laying on the sand with the water lightly flowing over us. And as it begins to flow over us, allowing it to move through our feet, up and through our legs, up and through our torso, up and through our shoulders and up into our crown, feeling this energy purifying and cleansing our soul, our spirit, our body, feeling so relaxed and so tranquil and so at peace. Allowing the ocean to just take away the doubts and the worries, the anxieties and the running thoughts. This energy, in this energy, allowing ourselves to get up from the sand, looking at the sky, getting, seeing a cloud and getting on to one of the clouds that comes down, allowing it to take us up into the heavens above where we come to beautiful paradise in the sky, hopping off, walking toward a series of waterfalls, seeing and feeling so peaceful and restful in this place, in this paradise in the sky. And on the waterfalls, imagine them being like screens where we can see things, where we can feel things. 
And on these waterfalls, through these waterfalls, you see and you envision your future a year from now. What is, where are you? What does it look like? What is this greater purpose in your life that you start to see come into fruition? What is your greater why of doing this, of creating this business, this thing? How are you embodying who you are fully? How are you trusting how you are showing up fully? How are you having fun with your business and with life? How does it feel to you in your body as you've watched? Visualizing what you get to do, how you get to help. Looking at how you are living your day, day to day. How are you doing things differently than you are right now in that moment as you watch yourself a year from now? How are you embodying that version of yourself who has what she already desires, what she desires already? He or she. How are you being that person in that moment? And how can you begin to become that person now? How does that person trust themselves more than you do now? How do they lead? How do they step into their power and their intuition? What have they choose to believe about themselves? And trust about themselves. Feeling into this power and allowing yourself to begin to embody who this person is now, this moment, in this, in this very meditation. Feeling this energy in your body. What is it that you feel you need to do today? What is one thing that comes through for you? What is one thing that your soul is calling you to do? That your heart is calling you to do? What is one thing you know that will get you that one step closer? Even if it's giving back to yourself through a bath. Even if it's going and doing that one thing you've been wanting to do for so long or signing up for a dance class or a gym class, even if it's self-care things. Or it might be to organize yourself for the year. It might be to grab that session with that person. It might be to finally go and on yourself and hop in on a program or a one-on-one you've been desiring. Allow your body to tell you. Allow yourself to trust it. Don't overthink it. Don't be caught up in your mind. Just trust what comes through. Walking away from this beautiful paradise in the sky. Coming back onto your cloud. Allowing it to bring you back down to the beach. Feeling this energy of the beach and the serenity 
into what you just saw. As you're coming back, taking a deep breath through your nose, holding for five, and releasing. Letting yourself come back slowly. And I always say to grab a pen and paper and jot down what came through. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was such a treat. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Such a, an amazing little bonus to having you on here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the first time everybody, anybody has ever offered a meditation for the end. So that was, that was incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Can you tell us where we can find you online? And do you have any current offers that you want to talk about? Um, oh, sure. I wasn't even prepared for that. But sure. Yes, of course. So um, online right now. So my, my website is dreamdailyco.com. It is not up to date. I need to up to date it. So just so that everybody knows. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Desiree Garcia, and then put San Diego. Um, and also on Instagram, although I don't use it often, um, I actually need to see, I don't even know what my Instagram name is. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, wait, I should really know that. Um, on Instagram, oh shoot. Okay, wait, give me one second. Let me find <laughs> my phone. That's so funny. You know what? Um, um, one of the girls that I interviewed recently, she had like the same thing. She was like, wait, I don't even remember what my Instagram is. Yeah. I think it's because I use Facebook so, so frequently. Yeah. Um, I don't use Instagram that often, but I do have people who follow me on there that reach out through there. So it is, I know most people use it. So it, it is, I am Desiree, D-E-S-I-R-E-E, A Garcia. Um, that that's what it is right now. Um, I am Desiree A. Garcia. Um, and current offer is the mastermind because it went so perfectly with what we were talking about. Um, that is the current one for today. I, actually, I'm getting a download on what to offer. Um, so yeah, so with that, it actually doesn't actually launch pre-sale until tomorrow. Um, but I am getting just for your group to offer what I offered to past clients, which is actually 60% off <laughs> the mastermind. So just for the people who are on here, etc. Um, it is 11 months. The reason for this is because for me, it is again, it's called the impact to income mastermind or no, uh, the income through impact mastermind. Um, so with that being said, for me, I want to take you like literally what I'm doing this year is to take my clients in this mastermind through what I did last year to create what I, the momentum that I did and really focusing on creating that consistency in the momentum. Because like I mentioned, I went from super high consistent months to all of a sudden kind of coming down to this um falling off in a sense of the momentum because nobody really taught me how to create the consistency and the momentum. And so what this is all about is focusing on the impact that we're creating in the world, right? My, my goal this year is to impact a hundred thousand people. That is my literal goal this year. And so with that being said, it's about creating that impact, allowing them to 
really step into their mission at a greater level and scale and creating the six figure year. Every single person in that mastermind, I am almost a hundred percent will create six figures this year in that mastermind or plus, right? Mine is mine is a million. That's my goal in sales. And I know that my clients are going to come along with me as we're in there. So it's 11 months um, of trainings and group coaching. It's 11 months of one-on-one. There is one one-on-one call with me every single month. Um, and there is 11 months of also all my programs that I create in 2021. So this is like the person that really wants to go to that higher level that loves one-on-one, but also loves to be in a group container and have support. Um, it's not so much, it is about learning different things and there will be trainings and things as well, but it's about the support of where you're at and how to get you into the next level. It's really what it's about. There's unlimited Voxer um, in a group container um, and group Voxer. And then there will be COVID permitting. <laughs> there will be a in-person retreat in Tulum or a virtual retreat for those who don't want to do the in-person because of even when the regulations lift, that it might feel whatever, there will be a, a virtual option. So that is literally, it's all of me at a in a point that it's like my best thing besides one-on-one and besides the one-on-one level. Um, and it will be normal price will be 1,111 per month. I have it right now for pre pre-sale, like just for past clients and people that were in a challenge for 555 a month. And so like <laughs> it could be split up into two payments of 277 and that includes retreat that includes everything. So um, I would love to offer that to to your listeners and everybody. Um, just let and we start February eighth. Um, so in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, that that is what I have going on right now. <laughs> thank you, and thank you so much for that. I mean, another bonus. Like you're just yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful for this this connection, and I'm so grateful for this conversation. I'm so grateful for anyone who's listening who I know so many people that are in my space are going to resonate with with everything that you said and I'm just yeah I'm so grateful for you sharing your your time and your magic with us today absolutely of course thank you for having me